Please, I want us to um, go before the Lord again in worship, in adoration, to give him thanks for his faithfulness and his love towards us, for granting us the opportunity to see yet another day, to come from the month of January to December with all his challenges, with all his up and down. The Lord has been good to us. Let us begin to exalt him. Let us begin to magnify him. Let's lift him up. He's worthy. He is worthy. Our Almighty, our Creator, our Father, our Keeper, one who preserves us, the one who does not allow evil to us, the one who saves us from all alarms, the one who keeps our life together. Oh, Our Father and our God, we thank you. We cannot thank you enough. Father, you have been very good to us. Lord, we cannot count our blessings. Even if we count them, we will be surprised, just like the songwriter said, what you have done. Father, Lord, the little we can do with all our limitations this morning. As human beings, Father, please accept our thanks and our praises in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Mighty Father, King of glory, even as we look into your words this morning, Father, Lord, let your light envelope us in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to see ourselves in the light of your word. And Lord, let your word change us this morning. Let your word bless us. Let your word prosper us. Let your word chart a new course of life for us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, please speak through me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. 
disappointments here and there. I don't want us to be discouraged because God has given us the assurance that he will be with us always. He said he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. So I want us to have that assurance. And this morning, we have prayed for the presence of the Lord. And his presence can only bring us joy. His presence can only bring us peace. His presence can only bring us prosperity. And I want to encourage us that being in his presence daily as we do, the Lord will not leave us unrewarded. Overflow of God's favor will come upon our lives. Overflow of his mercy. Overflow of his grace and wisdom. And it will come through before the end of this month in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus' name. I want to um, speak on something I say, the family wisdom. I, I don't know it all. I'm just going to speak a little from my little knowledge and then we just discuss it as a family. 
I want us to start from the book of James chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. James 3, 17 and 18. The Bible says that the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. And in the Message Bible, it says, real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. On this passage that we need wisdom to be able to do things right. We need the wisdom of God to be able to say the right things. We need the wisdom of God even to live with ourselves. And this passage is telling us that the wisdom to live, to, to, to be able to live well and get things done peaceably, to live a peaceable life, is by getting along with one another, with other people. It is not easy because we are not of uh, the same being, even children of the same parents, they quarrel and fight. I remember when we were growing up, me and my sister, we will quarrel, we will fight, my younger sister, we will make so much noise in the house. So you see, now, now talk less of those of us who don't even know ourselves from different areas, from different angles, with different ideologies. But the Bible enjoins us that the wisdom of getting along with one another is really, really important. But for us to even be able to get along with one another, we must begin with a holy life. We must be clean. We must be pure. We must be reasonable in what we do. We must apply um, wisdom to, to, to live a holy life. That is God's wisdom. That message Bible says God's wisdom, that is the real wisdom, begins with a holy life. It begins with a holy life. And then as we live holy, we now begin to get along with others. We begin to work on our relationships. We begin to do the things that make each other happy. And at the same time, we correct each other, just like our father. The people, he says, the people that he loves, he corrects. But those that he doesn't love, that means he leaves them alone. Just as he said of Ephraim in Hosea chapter 4, verse 17. Hosea 4, 17. He said, Ephraim is joined to idols. Idols, let him alone. I pray that that will not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So to be left uncorrected is a very bad sign. 
It will prove that God does not love us. God has abandoned us. God has left us alone. But in Revelation chapter 3, verse 19, Revelation 3, 19, it says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. He said, Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So also, in our relationship, we need the wisdom of God to manage the relationship to such an extent that when we correct one another, we do not take offense. We do not make it an offense, you know, to, to say the truth or to speak the truth one to another. I know uh, yesterday, Pastor Oku dwelt so much on this uh, uh, relationship thing, but I don't think we can hear it enough. We keep improving. Like my father, we say, we are learners throughout our lives. The day we stop learning, we start to die. So we keep learning, and the wisdom that we need to live this life, everything is contained in the Bible. It's a pity and it's a shame that for me, for so many years, I didn't even know so many uh, uh, answers to so many questions I had were in the Bible because I was not reading. But when I started reading, I would say, oh my God, this thing is in the Bible. You know, the, the answer that I needed for a particular situation or a particular thing will just drop like that in the, from the Bible. And like, wow, wow, God has made everything available for us. So the real wisdom, God's wisdom that we need to live comfortably and to live well in this life is in the Bible. And it starts with holy living. And then we get along with one another. That wisdom, it will help us to be gentle and reasonable in all our dealings. And then we will show mercy to others. We will show love and kindness to one another. And the Lord will help us all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The family is a group that consists of two parents and their children. They live together as a unit. That is the definition I got from the dictionary. And then it says, all the descendants of a common ancestor. And then the wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise. So I put the two of them together, and I said, family wisdom is defined as the experience, knowledge, and good judgment possessed by parents and their children. In a book by Robin Sharma, the book is titled, The Man Who Sold His Ferrari. In that book, there is a part that says, a man named Julian Mantu, wanting to help his sister, Catherine Cruz, rekindled this part in an otherwise dull marriage and their family life. The sister's marriage was dull. It was breaking apart. And then this guy, um, wanted to help the sister, that Julian, he wanted to help his sister, Catherine, to turn her life into a celebration. So in one of his notes and advice to her, it says to her, Catherine, your children are the greatest blessings of your life, and they will only be young ones. Put them first, and your life will soar. For some of us, we may have missed opportunity 
you know, of having to do this. But the Lord can make things good for us. He can turn things around and change everything for us and give us the joy that we deserve, the peace that we deserve because we have come to him. So in the same way this morning, just like Julian told his sister, Catherine, I am now saying that your family is your greatest asset. Treat them well. Make them your priority. Do your best for them and leave the rest. Let us not abandon our families that we are, we are, we are doing the work of God. Let us not forget them. Let us, not, let us invest in them. Because at the end of the day, when all else fails, when friends and relations stop visiting, your family is your family. We will still go back to them. The Lord will help us to build our families well in the mighty name of Jesus. Because sometimes we will now think that we are older than they are. Oh, these my family people, they are full of idol worship. I don't have a part with you. No, we have a part. That is where we belong anyway. So let them come to know Christ. Let them come to know what we know by our lifestyle, by the things we do, by how we give to them, by the love we show. And all this we can do only by the wisdom of the Almighty God. That's real wisdom we read about in James chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. So as Christians, as children of God, filled with the wisdom of God, we need to teach our family members to live a holy life. To live a holy life. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, that as he as he which called sorry but as he which had called you is holy so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written be ye holy for i am holy our god is holy and he wants us to be holy the power and the grace to be holy he will grant unto us even as we have prayed this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, we need to get along with others. We need to get along with others. Let's try all we can. Uh, the Bible says that most has lie within you. Live with peaceably with all men. It's because our Father knows that it is possible. So he will also grant us the grace, the enablement to live peaceably with ourselves. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Ephesians 4, 32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Let's not hold on to offenses. Let the God that we serve be our example in that he forgives. And, you know, the Lord's prayer says, Forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. That means if we don't forgive, we cannot receive forgiveness from the Lord. Oh. And sometimes unforgiveness hinders our blessings from coming to us. And we will not know. We say, if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, 
if we look at it in the other way, if God be against us, who can be for us? Okay. So we, let us not hinder ourselves so that we will not, you know, be worrying against God or against ourselves unknowingly. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, forgiveness is really, really important. And a lot of us, sometimes we harbor unforgiveness. I beg, I don't want to have anything to do with that sister again. I don't want to listen to her. I don't want to talk with her. I don't want anything with her. Even inside the church, we do all these things. The Lord will deliver us. Amen. Number three, we need to be gentle and reasonable. We need to be gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessing. In Titus chapter 3, verse 2, it says, To speak evil of no man, to be no, to be no brawler, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Let us not use negative words. Let us not use negative words. Let us bless and not curse. The Lord will help our words. We cease to be seasoned with, with goodness. Our mm. conversations to be seasoned with the salt from heaven. Mm. So that when we speak, people will be blessed. People will be happy. Number four, not hot one day and cold the next. In Revelation 3, 15 and 16, the Lord says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spill thee out of my mouth. It will not be our portion. We will be hot for the God at all times in the mighty name of Jesus. Even as human beings, we know that when somebody is neither here nor there, we say, ah, this person is inconsistent. I don't like to deal with such people. I want somebody be straightforward. Let me know who you are. Let me know the kind of thing you do. Let me understand you. Yes, that is how God wants us to be too. He doesn't want us to be neither cold nor hot. And the number five says, not two-faced. Not two-faced. Now that is, uh, you see this person like this. And then when he goes to work, he's like this. In the house, she's like that. In the school. She's like this. Well, nobody really knows. He's like, what kind of person is this? They say, oh, this, well, this lady is very nice, very gentle, very supportive. And then when they are saying this thing, somebody else is looking, uh -uh, is it the same person? No, you cannot be this person, this and that. And then another place, they say, oh, this lady is brutish. She's this, she's that. Somebody is saying, no, this is not, it's not this person. You see, nobody really knows the person. Let us have one face. The Bible says that if your eye is single, there will be so much light. Your body will be full of light. May the Lord help us all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to quickly pray and begin to ask for the wisdom of God. Let's ask for the wisdom of God to, to live well, to run our family, 
to, to help our children, for the children also to be wise. In this world, we need wisdom. Let us add that the Lord help us to be wisdom. The wisdom to
Finally, we are going to pray. I silence every voice speaking suicide in the heart of our young ones these days. Thank you very much, sir. May the Lord help us as we have prayed. So shall we unto us in the name of God the Father and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Mommy, for listening to me this morning. God.